Welcome to Calling All Bank Directors. What does your board and management need to know about preparing for your next bank examination in light of recent bank failures? We're fortunate to have Dave Gibbons guide us. Dave is a financial services executive with a blend of public and private sector experiences as a senior bank regulator, a chief risk officer, a financial services consultant, and a testifying expert. He also serves on ABD's task force on mitigating bank director personal liability risk consistent with safe and sound banking. Prior to forming his own firm, Dave was a leading managing director for Enterprise Risk at Alvarez and Marcel and managing director and practice coordinator for Enforcement Advisory and Credit Risk Services at Promontory Financial Group. Prior to that, Dave was the chief risk officer for HSBC Holdings for North America and deputy controller for credit risk and deputy controller for special supervision. We welcome any questions or suggestions you might have. My email address is dbarris at aabd.org. All right, let's call Dave. We have a very important subject to discuss today, and we know both of us from our backgrounds, we know that when there are headlines about bank problems, the regulators will often come in later, adjust their uh, examinations to fit the situations and, and the risks. So we, I think, expect this will be no different. But uh, Dave, you're you're an expert on this. How how will the recent failures of SVB Signature and First Republic likely change our members' next bank exam, and what should they do now to prepare for that, given the uh, lessons learned from those failures? Well, thanks for that question, David. Um, I think um, the first thing everybody should assume is that there's going to be a big focus on liquidity risk and and likely interest rate risk, as sometimes they go hand in hand. Um, and I think if, if I was a, a banker preparing for a next upcoming exam with a focus of, uh, on liquidity or interest rate risk or both, first thing I'd be doing is conducting a risk self-assessment of, of liquidity. In other words, um, asking myself, my bank, not how could this happen, uh, not if this could happen to me, but how can this happen to me and what could be the effects what can i do to prepare for those things so really understand do a self-assessment of your liquidity risk honestly get the risks on the table and what mitigants and contingency mitigants you could put in place driving questions should be along the lines of what may be keeping my cfo my treasurer or my funding managers up at night um, you want to be sure to know your exposures to large uninsured depositors and other credit or rate-sensitive funding sources. Understand your tangible equity position vis-a-vis the depreciation in your bond portfolios. Um, tangible equity uh, has, uh, brings limitations on your borrowing ability with uh, at least the Federal Home Loan Bank Board, and it may bring uh, limitations on your ability to work with the GSEs. Um, understand what's happening to your margin. Um, 
as assets and liabilities reprice. Uh, my review of just a number of call reports, not call reports, but bank performance reports this quarter shows very large movements in net interest income and net interest expense. Sometimes the in net interest expense numbers are moving greatly relative to that of the income. So know what's happening with your margin and, and do that analysis and understand if you really truly are very vulnerable to, to rate sensitivity. Um, and I think the last thing on the liquidity risk assessment is, is you know, it puts you in a position of, of saying, look, we understand other banks are having these problems. We've taken this on ourselves. We're being proactive to do our own assessment. And we, by virtue of doing this assessment, we can tell you how we are different from other banks that may be experiencing liquidity or liquidity management issues. The second thing I think I do is either prepare one or update what you have, your 18 to 24 month rolling cash flow forecast, which should be consistent with your business plan, clearly identifying the funding gaps, when they occur, how much they are, and what sources you'll use to fund those gaps. And when I say sources, not only do we mean the, um, the amounts that, that are needed to fund those gaps, but what specifically does the bank have to do to make sure it achieves those amounts at, at those times? Third, update or your contingency funding plan. Um, based on that risk assessment, as well as where you're operating currently, the environment in which we're operating in, um, make sure you understand your asset liquidity, impairment due to depreciation, that your sources will be available when they're needed. Tie up your borrowing and collateral agreements. Make sure they're in place and they're buttoned up so that you don't have any issues of, of lead time and, and a lot of preparation if you want to borrow from somebody. And have concrete, actionable plans in place for achieving contingency sources, whether they're tactical or strategic. So, for example, some strategic sources, such as sale, le sale, sale leaseback of a building, that takes time to get going. Um, other sources are a little bit easier, but they're, they're also strategic. You may want to shut down uh, growth in the loan portfolio or just let it run if you need to, to do that. So you've got to be prepared for all those events. And then lastly, I think what I tell uh, bankers to do and directors to do is to make sure that management has um, ticked and tied everything, meaning make sure you you're ver verify your, your sources of, of liquidity, verify your calculations, such as your high-quality liquid asset calculations, uh, make sure your models for interest rate risk are, are actually doing what they're supposed to do. Because what happens is when examiners come in and what I'll call a somewhat charged environment, small mistakes by the bank can lead to big findings in the examination. So good always to tick and tie and make sure you're on the um, offensive and not the defensive. So with that, I will uh, turn it back to David and see if there's a further question. Well, I don't think so, Dave. That You covered the subject very well. Uh, you may want to um, also comment, I think, on those banks that already had liquidity issues raised in the 
earlier exam and the the need to button those criticisms oh, uh, comments from the examiners down before they they return so that there won't be any repeat issues which absolutely. we all know uh, are the anathema of uh, bankers yeah that's an absolute must um you have either need to get get all the way through them or get so far through them that they'll believe that you're you're done enough um before they come in because open as we saw in the testimony um of a number of the bankers the open issues uh MRAs MRIAs and those types of things that not did never get closed became big big deals so we want to make sure we get everything ticked and tied in that regard too so thanks for reminding me of that david well, great, Dave. Uh, thanks again for joining us today. This is very important and valuable, and uh, the bankers um, can start working on this. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day.